0: From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast, episode 12, for October 20th, 2016. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Martin Sorrow, collegiate senior in atmospheric science Brady Harris, Digital Meteorologist and Weather Producer for The Lift on the Weather Channel app, Tina Knightley, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network radio operator, Mark Johnson. Today, the Freaks welcome guest co-host Catherine Prosig, Storm Chaser, Meteorologist and Weather Producer for AMHQ on the Weather Channel, and our guest, John Belsky, Meteorologist for WLKY-TV in Louisville, Kentucky, and author of the book, Backyard Weather Folklore. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, amateur storm spotter, Bill Johnson.
1: All right, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening device. Uh this is episode twelve of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. We want to thank you definitely for listening. And and actually, if this is the first time that you're checking us out, uh we really hope that, that you guys have as much fun as we do, uh, because we always have a good time. Uh tonight we got uh WLKY TV meteorologist and author of Backyard Weather Folklore. John Belski is gonna join us tonight. We also uh, have a discussion about communicating the dangers of flooding and really why Hurricane Matthew waters uh, happened to kill so many. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit. All right, so uh, our co-host search is still underway. Uh, We are are looking to add uh, some new sound and and body to our our (laughs) team here. We're sorely missing... And, and losing more females in our group. Poor Dina is the only female in our team. Uh, oh, so God. We, we want to give her <laughs> some friendship uh, because <laughs> us, the guys on this group are, are
2: sad. <laughs> well, anyway.
1: you know? the, the, the other thing we're looking to do is add someone that's really got some good storm chasing experience. Uh, we're we're kind of missing that in our group as well. So we're, we're searching right now, and, and we got the joy tonight of having a guest co-host uh, it's Catherine Prosiv.
2: Yay! Uh, a- hey.
1: Yay, Katrina. Yeah. Welcome, Yay. Catherine. So, so to give our listeners Thank a quick you. background, so Catherine, uh, she's a meteorologist, uh, weather producer on the AMHQ show on the Weather Channel, uh, weekday mornings. Um, so, you know, the sad part is is she's got a crazy-ass schedule like Dina. <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. Yes, yes, Dina and I share that. <laughs> we so walk a in common sometimes bond. at the same time.
1: Misery loves company sometimes. Um, hey, are, we also, slowly, can,
3: are we slowly stealing all the people from the Weather
1: Channel or what? We might be. <laughs> so. we might be. Well, We have we, to pay them first.
4: We have to find some way to is, pay them first. It might become an
1: offshoot <laughs> podcast of theirs. No, nah, we're not going corporate. Screw it. We're not <laughs> doing sure. it. Uh, but anyway, Catherine's also also a contributor for the Capital Weather Gang and U.S. com. And she is a hokey storm chaser. And I don't use hokey in regards as uh, like a wacky storm chaser. Uh, she is, yes, she is a Virginia Tech uh, alum and does a lot of storm chasing with them. So uh, it's great having you on the show tonight, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for having me. Uh, and then a lot of you guys, a lot of our listeners uh, know the rest of our team. So we got Mark Maz Masaro, So we call him Maz. He's a, a former TV meteorologist. And I, I thought tonight I'd ask everybody what, uh, you know, we've been doing this for about half a year now. Yeah. Uh, which kind of like seems longer. a little crazy. It does seem longer. <laughs> but, Mads, tell me, yeah, me man what's the favorite part of your show so far? What do you like? Of this
3: show? Mm-hmm. Because I have so if many.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Um, you know what? It's just that it's fun. I've still been trying to figure out why you call me
1: Maz. I mean, I that's from the beginning. I'm no like, really. What got the marks, right? we got two marks, right? Yeah, we got yeah. Mark Johnson and Mark Massaro. So I had yeah. to figure out a way that audibly we didn't keep calling everybody Mark because that would mess things up pretty fast. And MJ is
3: easy, but M M M M M M is
1: hard. I not Maz. I think Maz. I love it.
4: Don't yes, you love that? you're, you're I good. I like Mads. It Mads, super yeah. cool. To be honest, I thought I thought that was your name. Honestly, I was like, I gotta get vanity Mad. plates now. <laughs> and then we
1: got Brady Harris. Brady's a senior atmospheric science student at Ohio State. He's got a big interview Woo! this weekend. What's going on, Brady? Good mm. Luck.
4: Mm. Yes. Good Nothing fun. much, guys. Just hanging out here in the Ville, the Western You know. So, it's when's it's your you interview?
1: When's your Lima, Ohio um, interview?
4: I believe it's tomorrow. If Ooh. I'm not mistaken. Well, you better hopefully not be
2: Yeah, Hopefully I don't
4: show up and they're like, wait a second, you were supposed to come here a week from today. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Eager Dude. beaver. <laughs> that, would, that would not be a good first impression, I would say. Well, that's Probably better not. than you. At here early,
2: not late. Week. Yeah. that's yeah. Here's, here's, here's that. your first here's line.
3: Your <laughs> Brady, here's your first line. Mr. News Director, would you like me to pick up your dry cleaning too?
4: <laughs> hey i'll use that mask i'll take that part from you all right. it's all on you
1: that's it's the just... deal breaker right there yeah, all right you, and, and then you
5: from experience on that line there
3: uh i cannot confirm nor deny <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then last but not least we got uh dina knightley uh dina's a meteorologist Hi. and weather
2: producer hey, dina. for the hey. dina.
1: on the weather channel <laughs> mobile app dina how you doing are you awake i'm, you I'm awake
2: I'm, I'm, you know, I sleep in shifts, but this is the shift. I'm awake. <laughs> shift in one hour shifts,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Turn one hour shifts
2: today.
1: All right. Last but not least, we got, uh, just to give you guys a heads up next episode in two weeks, we've got senior meteorologist, John Erdman of the weather. Yeah. is going to oh, be our oh, guest, uh, so in we two weeks.
2: John. Yeah. John's, John's awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we're, we're definitely looking forward to that, but. Without further ado, let's let's get to the man of the hour, which is what we're here for. Dina, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest?
2: So this is John Belsky, a meteorologist in Louisville, and he wrote the book um, called "Backyard Weather Folklore."
3: It's awesome and book.
2: I love this book, yeah, I know. and I like. I really a lot of the stuff in here um, were sayings that you um, hear when you're like growing up. Like I think the one. The Red Sky at Night, Sailor's Delight, Red yep, Sky in the yep. Morning, Sailors Take Warning. I mean, I grew up in the Great yep. Lakes um, in Ohio and grew up on a boat. So these are things I always heard. And um, it was a lot of fun to read these. And what what struck me, too, was that there were so many different things that you wrote about, whether it was like flowers or birds or dogs or roosters. Cats. like this. Yeah, cats. cats. There's cats and yep. coffee. I love the coffee one. Um, but, but John, this seemed like it took a long time. Like, how long did it take to write this book?
5: Well, it actually – by the way, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Good to see you all. You all are great. This is amazing experience here. Uh, I've thought about this for years. You know, many times over the years I was doing speeches to groups, and uh, especially towards seniors, the elderly groups, I would uh, do a weather folklore presentation. And I had started following folklore probably back in my teens, uh, hiking outside a lot and discovered this old book at the library one time. And I started like following the weather signs uh, outdoors. But back to these speeches, I would do a presentation. They always say, hey, you got to write a book, Belsky. And so after so many years, (laughs) I decided to write the book and it it took several months, you know, here and there doing it. Uh, And you know, just kind of sold it out of the home. Uh, did not go through a publisher, did one of these self-publishing things. And uh, what we have done is, uh, other than, you know, recouping our printing costs, so with every penny of this book is sold. We've sold about 10,000 copies. Uh, we've donated to nice. so charity. Wow. So,
6: oh, nice. That's nice. So,
5: that's- great. And my goal is just, you know, everybody, you know, especially if you're a meteorologist or a weather freak or whatever, you know, we all know about the models and the mm-hmm. radars and, you know, and the weather channel, everything. You know, that's great. But I, I wanted to kind of, like, you know, share – how did they do it back in the 1700s or the 1800s? (laughs) How did they get the weather back then? And, uh, you know, this was kind of like uh, uh, just a pet project of mine. and I'm glad to share it with folks.
2: Great. And you have a lot of, uh, I've looked at your bio. There's a lot of great things on here. You have a regional Emmy for severe weather coverage. Awesome. Thank Um, you very much. The National Mark Trail Award. Um, You were the first meteorologist in the country to present a 14 day forecast. I mean, that's really cool.
1: You, yeah, uh, so let, I, I wanted to ask a question yeah, on that John sure. what kind of heat or what kind ty- type of crap have you taken <laughs> for being the first meteorologist to be the 14 day forecaster yeah. because that's and that's, thanks a lot buddy I
0: yeah. 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 know
5: or, or should I say Mr. Maz but uh, <laughs> listen um, no here's the deal on that I, I you know it got to the point you know when uh, the, the internet came about because again remember I, when I started my weather career my first weather job we had a glass board in front of a map and a marker. And for five minutes, you had to draw everything up there and uh, we had a teletype and that was it. That's you know,
2: awesome.
5: You know, but nowadays, you know, it's almost an overload of information, but when, you know, we started the internet and the phones and everything, you know, everybody could get their long range forecast, you know, on the different sites, but none of the TV stations were saying, you know, they'd go out five days, seven days, but it's like, well, if I get it on my phone or on the, you know, on my desktop, you know, 14, 20 days out, why not do that? So I, I, uh, I, I didn't do a thing where you say, "Oh, here's the GFS, and I'm just taking those numbers <laughs> off it or whatever." It was, you know, I didn't want to do that, and I kept it general. Like after day seven, I would say 80s and 70s and 60s, kind of the trends. But it, oh, excuse me, uh, but it, it caught like on. Light and dark, and then light. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, yeah, we pretty general. But I was I was at a meeting where we had the, all the meteorologists from our chain uh, together, and the consultants. You know, the old consultants were there. And the consultants said, you know, the best thing going right now is Belsky's 14-day forecast. Well, the uh, the GMs loved it, but all the, you know, on-air meteorologists, they hated it. They, and said, <laughs> yeah. This is something yeah. different. It says because you just can't forecast accurately out there. And I says, well, at least, you know, you can try. And I think, you know, if it's available somewhere else, you know, my feeling was you had to offer it because, uh, they're you know, they're not going to get their weather from you. I mean that's one of the reasons Weather Channel is so successful because there's so much there that you can get that you can't that you either don't have the time on a you know regular weather forecast or or the or the local stations just don't take the time and trouble you know to mm-hmm. offer that information. So
3: you know a lot of us still have the Belsky dartboard. I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: you
3: know
5: I I, I did that nice snowstorm. Uh-huh. Uh, we uh, there was a snowstorm coming, and there you know you know how the hype is with the snows, especially right. in Louisville, where you know an inch or two is a big deal. Um, and I I, I I had an outdoor weather studio, so I just set this dartboard out there. So I said, "Here's how we get the forecast." And I threw it. <laughs> it came out one to three inches, which was the forecast <laughs> anyway. But man, oh the, the, the guy, the newspaper writer, the TV writer there, oh he, oh you, you know he just he was not happy about that. I you knew I was just having some fun.
2: How did the viewers um, like it? I mean, did they ever give you a hard time? Did they like it?
5: The 14-day forecast? Yes,
2: yes. Oh, they
5: loved it. Uh, I'll I tell you who loved it the most. Farmers, uh, mm-hmm. co- contractors, people work worked outside. Uh, I, I, I would even get uh, calls and emails from people like from the highway department saying, thank you, helping us plan ahead. Nice. And, you know, even if it wasn't exactly correct, you know, if, if you could alert people that maybe, you know, 12, 13 days down the road... There's like a major cold wave coming in. I, I think it can help, you know, various agencies and people, uh, you know, make their plans accordingly. Again, you know, yeah. I'll be the first to say, you know, it wasn't always accurate. I mean, I'd love to say, hey, I was right 100 percent of the time. <laughs> you know,
2: we all want to say that. that yeah,
5: <laughs> but well, uh, know only, know only on April 1st can you say that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. that makes just, sense.
6: Because, Dina, you know, like at the Weather Channel, people love their extended forecast. They, they will do. wait around for that. Mm-hmm. So a fourteen day, you can get two weekends worth of planning in there if you want to head out and do a trip. It's great.
2: Right. You we get a lot of um like brides calling, a lot of brides. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah weddings. Guys. They're planning oh, yeah. for the weddings and sure. stuff. Oh yeah.
5: Yeah. A lot of time that's more like six months in advance. So the yeah. they start getting nervous about that far out. But uh, right. but yeah, but the fourteen day fourteen day was great. Um uh, and you know. The thing is, uh, you know, a lot of people that I work with didn't want to pick up on it, so I, I was kind of left out hanging on the limb, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> you know, so sometimes I came crashing down, but uh, but it was good. good. John, you know, you to... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good, you're good. I was just going to ask, uh, so, I mean, what what do you think about AccuWeather and their 45-day forecast they, they offer, on, or do they still offer that on their website? It's today? actually don't now a 90-day.
2: Brady, day. Brady. It's don't
5: ask Brady. 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 Yeah, Bias.
4: So my background is I interned at ACUA this summer. So it, it's now a 90-day, and I actually had a couple of conversations uh, with Is that some why you're wearing
5: that Penn State jersey there instead of the Ohio State? Or? Oh, no, this is a Cavs.
4: a, you're a this Penn State on, Hey, this is a Cavs all the way, okay. everybody.
1: my the okay. a boy's pizza.
4: <laughs> That's another time. Anyway, but, but yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, what they're doing is, is they know it's not you know 90 days out they know it's not completely accurate but people want that information and they want to be able to see a number you know if it's just a trend even you know i, I like the idea of a trend over a number um but you know it it's something no one else is doing and and um yeah. well it may be a little inaccurate i don't know it's
0: it's like well,
2: okay, yeah, yeah.
5: people want oh, we to only give missed it that one much. by 34 degrees, you know, 17 days out.
2: But yes. <laughs> it's like but we know, no, you it's the year on a big hurricane, like
5: 360
2: yeah, yeah. hours out. Yeah, oh well, well, Brady, well just to God, I, I,
5: wanna... I was gonna say, Brady, you said that it was something no one else is offering, and that's what I always tried on the TV. I always look for something that no one else in the market was offering. And, uh, you know, if you tried it and it worked, it was great. And if you didn't, if it didn't work, at least you tried it and you're not, you know, not doing the same old thing day after day. So, Is there a limit to that?
1: Like what's, what's like getting to, I mean, 360 day
5: forecast. Oh, no, <laughs> I don't mean in any terms or something like that, but just, just trying different things on your weather shows, uh, yeah. you, know, I mean, right. you know, you know, I've done it all and, over the years.
4: And make sure, make sure you, you know, you preface it and say, Hey, there's still a lot of uncertainty, you know, don't, absolutely don't say, Hey. Day, you know, day 90, this is going to be the weather. You have to make sure that... Major people...
2: hurricane.
4: Yes, yes. Day 90, uh, major hurricane, tornado outbreak. I always you gotta, say you, get into sure, snow, you know going into a snowstorm.
5: I was say, you're you're going policy. into a big snowstorm. It's actually mm-hmm. starting to snow, and you're still saying, there's yeah. still a lot of uncertainty with this, and you, you, yeah, you exactly. want to say that on the air, but you can't say that. <laughs> Well, yeah. Brady,
2: that's good advice he just gave you for your interview tomorrow. Like, uh, yes. do something no one else is offering. That's good advice. Yes.
4: Hey, I've got to do a live show tomorrow, so they're going to put they're going to put me on the uh, on the green screen. So maybe I'll watch uh, some
2: hurricanes. I wonder if I can get online and watch it.
4: I'll uh, comment. Can uh, I make
2: comments? Can I make? No, comments? I
4: don't think they're going to put it, to put it on the website. They have to hire <laughs> me, before they
1: actually put it out.
2: Oh, too bad. Oh. All oh. right. Thank God. John,
1: I've got a que- I've got a question for yeah. you. You're, you're obviously a beloved Louisville, Kentucky um, character and and person that that's been there. You've been there what over thirty years? I, I started TV? I
5: started in Louisville in '79. Uh, okay, oh, so wow. yeah, 30, wow. that that 30, 37 30. years. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, that, that was about 11, 12 years before I was born. <laughs>
1: So not Thank trying to like you. put
4: it not trying to put in perspective here. I'm just just throwing it out there. Just All right. So a-
1: I but I wanna I'm gonna ask a I'm I'm gonna ask a difficult question because there seems to be Uh-oh. what what happened. There seems to be something that happened between your two stints with WLKY. What happened there?
5: Oh, why did I leave them and go over to Wave
1: TV? Is that uh, yeah, story? and then Those why did you, some how, years? How, how'd you come back? I mean, Money. something happened there,
5: I, and I just, <laughs> yeah, I want to <laughs> know. A deer, a Curious you know, minds want to well, know. Ba- ba- I'd worked at WLKY for like eight years, was enjoying it, but uh, they the news director, I guess, had been let go, and my contract ran out, and no one had approached me, so, I, you know, <laughs> It's like, I didn't know what was going on or anything, and they said, we'll get back to you whenever we're interested in you, and some other out-of-town prospects came up, which I was getting ready to take, Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, I got a call one day. It's got like I kind of, you know, you know, run-ins with management could be, but to make a long story short, uh, at the last minute, the wave called from across town, say, hey, look, come work for us, and you don't have to move, so I ended up doing that, and I, I worked there for a while, and uh, decided to get out of the business due to some health issues and uh, back in at part-time now and back, back to my roots. He's uh, back to his roots at WLKY. Wow. Cool. So having a good That's time.
6: A good story. Good so story. there's
5: nothing real? It's, I, I was
1: hoping for some juicy. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, putting some
6: people under the bus. do oh, <laughs> <man>. you <laughs> have something you want to
1: put under the bus? <laughs> He'd pushed
3: LKY enough. number one. So it was time to go someplace else and help them. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's right.
5: <laughs> well, I worked in an NBC affiliate when NBC was like the number four network for at least 10 years. Wow. And of course, I, I leave and then they get The Voice and all these other shows. But, uh, I mean, it's, you know, anybody in the business Once knows. Once upon a time.
2: <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, but, I mean, you know, leading into your late news, if you have, like, a, a one rating, it's like, oh, yeah, you're really going to pull in some big numbers tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's when you a get crazy. Of time, that's ABC, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, once upon a time is no. ABC. Right? Gosh,
1: Just
4: look crazy. over that. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Say that
1: in your interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, really.
2: <laughs> uh, and there was one well, cool the good the thing anyway. about
4: Lima is they're all four. They're Fox, ABC, NBC, and... Uh,
3: and
2: Kumbaya, Kumbaya TV, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, I had one yeah. question, too. I was looking at your bio, and the one thing that looked cool is that you were invited to the White House to meet President Clinton and Vice President Gore for uh, discussion on global warming. Like, how yeah. did that
5: happen? Yeah, this, this was, like, back in the in the mid-'90s, uh, somewhere around there, and uh, they invited about uh, 50 or 60 uh, TV meteorologists from around the country, and I was fortunate enough to be uh, invited. Uh mm-hmm. I didn't care much about talking about global warming at the time, but uh, you know who's going to turn down an invitation to the White House? But <laughs> but they both gave a speech. President Clinton came out, gave a great speech, fifteen minutes, uh, and then uh, Vice President Gore talked for like an hour. Uh, <laughs> and you know, and he tried to convince. You know, it, it, there was go- a give and take, back and forth. Uh, but the, to me, the most interesting thing well, well, not maybe not the most interesting thing, but here's a sidebar: is I was flying home that night, so I was flying through Atlanta to go back to Louisville, and so. Uh, between flights, and the uh, I guess it's the CNN Airport Network was up on the screens there, and I looked up, and there I am on TV. They, they were doing a story about the the meteorologist oh, visiting so the president, cool. and they you know, no the crowd, and uh, there I am on TV. Uh, so that was, yeah. uh, was pretty cool. That happened to me once, but it was America's yeah. Most Wanted. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Question: Will we find reference in Hillary's emails? 20, uh, 20 meteorologists? Any? Classified information.
5: Uh, I'm, I, I check with me after election, Day and I'll me. let you know. <laughs> how okay? i was trying
4: to avoid getting into politics, like we
5: usually do. On Way to go! All right,
1: hey, I want to jump to the book. Um, <laughs> Thank you, you are, John. You are the king of puns. I'll tell you that first and foremost. <laughs> um, anybody that wants to read some good puns and add to their repertoire, uh, definitely a good book for that. But one thing I noticed. Is that cats are worse at predicting the weather than dogs?
0: Not exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I did
1: notice that, Brady, but
0: i curiosity, Sorry, Brady. What,
1: What's the best animal at predicting the weather, John? Well, in I, your opinion?
5: Well, you an animal or uh, would, would we include sex in this category? Uh, yeah, what no, the heck? It's, I mean, well, for <laughs> animals, they're part of animals, the animal I think, kingdom. I think for animals, All I, think, above. Uh, I think cows are the most accurate for animals. Um, and, and there's various, you know, I, my favorite one with dogs is also the pretty accurate one where uh, the dogs, you know, can hear thunder before humans can.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess oh, yeah. that makes it's, sense. It's,
5: yeah, this keen sense super of hearing.
2: hearing. Yep.
5: And, you know, most dogs, at least I know my dogs are like this, but most dogs do not like thunder. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, get all shook up there. And if it's bad enough, it upsets their tummy. And so what does a dog do when it has a... The stomach dog eats grass so i always say if you're yeah. outside in a summer afternoon and, and and maybe not just one dog but if you notice two or three dogs eating grass that's a pretty good sign that there's gonna be a thunderstorm in your area within the next hour or two
2: wow um,
5: dog this, how dogs. did
2: you get all this this is like i read this book and i was like and then you had the one i liked like birds will swarm before a change yeah. in the weather and i'm like how did you figure all this out well i,
5: I did a lot of research and um my favorite place was at the Indiana university rare books library. Uh, and they had a couple of books back in the 17th from written in the 1700s. Uh, and what I would do, yeah, I would cool. you know write all these things down and then, you know, go out in the woods or, you know, be, keep an eye on the weather, you know, for months and, you know, come up with it. Because that's what I did in this book. I, I graded every phrase you know, from A to F for accuracy. So like, you know, you know, C is like, you know, as I say in the book, it's a flip of the coin. Yeah, it could be right, could not be right. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. there. Where some are going to be more, wrong more than they're right. And if it's an A or B, it's going to be right more than it's wrong. The the number one weather mm-hmm. saying, though, uh, over overall of all weather sayings is the spider. Um, and, it's, yep. it's, it's, it, and it's an outdoor spider. In the summertime evening, you'll you'll notice them fixing their webs back up. They're repairing yep. any damage that was done during the day. And if they do that, that means no rain that night or the following day. If they ah. leave the if they leave the web the new territory, then it means it's going to rain. Uh, very high accuracy rate. One time, uh, we were having a drought, and uh, uh, we have this real nice flower garden in our backyard. There's a spider that was in this one area for like 27 straight days. Had not rained every night. That daggone thing was out there, and then one evening, he was gone. Really? Next, mor- next morning, big old thunderstorm. First rain in 28 days. Oh, So, so I mean, you know, nothing's a hundred percent, but this is pretty close as far as weather folklore sayings go is the spider. And the raid didn't help either.
6: That's cool. I like the one too.
2: Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Catherine.
6: Okay. So John, let me tell you why I loved your book. So you basically validated the way that I forecast weather a lot of times. So Phil mentioned I'm storm chaser. So it's like I go out and when I Mm -hmm. take all these students with me, I tell them to leave their Textbooks at home. One, they've had their noses in books all year. Two, there's no room in the vans. Like we don't need that <laughs> extra weight. But the point, but the point is to teach them how to forecast severe weather using all of their senses. And people laugh at me when I first tell them. You know, storms can smell different. They feel different. You know, everyone thinks they just mm-hmm. look different. Um, so there's all these different signs to storms that you can just use all of your senses for. So I'm reading through your book, and you know you mentioned the cows, and I'm just like yes, 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 because I've seen <laughs> all of these out there in the field, and it's they, you know, they blame it on hippy dippy Catherine, but I'm like guys.
5: You know these. <laughs> like these things, uh, down. Well, well, you know, yeah, and, and whether it's plants no, or animals, though, a lot of this is based on uh, it, uh, changes in the air pressure or changes absolutely. in the moisture in the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. a cow tries to scratch its ear, it means a shower is very near. When it thumps its ribs with its tail, look out for thunder, lightning, and hail. Right. There we go. <laughs> Great. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but a storm makes animals very agitated. So.
6: And there are a lot of cows in the plains, so <laughs> you, you
5: got those, those yep.
6: natural signs all over the place. Yeah,
5: I think I've got like 28 or 29 weather sayings with cows in the book there. So, oh, really? I, I, I heard from a farmer one time, he actually keeps a copy of the book out in his barn, and if his animals start doing something weird, he'll pull it out and look it up to see if that means no it has way. to do with the weather there. So. Awesome. I like
2: this you had so many different animals. You, yeah, roosters, yeah, And it's you had awesome. dolphins, so it's like oh. everything for different wherever you live, you can... Well,
5: the book was meant locally here, you know, and there's not so many dolphins in the Ohio River, but, uh, but we, <laughs> we, we, we've, sent the, we've sent these out to, like, almost every state in the country, people with gifts and stuff. So we've, you know, sent them to Florida and so forth mm-hmm. and so on. So uh, I tried to include a few, uh, you know, with the oceans uh, in there.
1: The the other thing I like about your book, John, is you do have uh, some little stories in there of your years on TV. hmm so just tell us a little bit about the night you swore on TV. We, we, um, here on the podcast, we usually try to avoid that. Um, sometimes we don't get away with it. But tell <laughs> us about the oh, night no, you oh,
5: swore no. on live TV. Whoa, they yell at I, me
2: all the time for swearing, Jonathan.
5: I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't even remember that Ryan. I, I can remember. It wasn't you? I can remember cussing on the radio. The key is,
1: it wasn't you. You didn't really swear, but apparently. Oh, okay, it was okay, doing I a know swearing, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah
5: Here yeah. we go. Okay, okay, okay. it was uh, we had a tornado warning. <laughs> sh- I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there, oh, okay. this, I, there I I love this. story. There
6: it is. All right.
5: Um, it was a it was a late night Friday night, two o'clock in the morning, and we had a tornado warning in effect for the Louisville area. Um, and we only had, uh, there was one other weather person there, Craig Edwards. Craig is down in uh, Nashville now, does mornings uh, in Nashville. Uh, nicest guy. We loved working with him. But so I had handed it off to him and I'd ran over to the newsroom to check, uh, the desk there, the scanners and see if there's any damage. And so when I came back into the studio, I, um, forgot to turn my mic on, my wireless <laughs> mic. So. Instead of them and, and Craig walked off, so you, hear, you know you see me on TV and I'm my mouth's moving, but my, the voice is fading. And so instead of them just yelling out, "Hey, you know John, turn your mic on!" Nothing. They turned Craig's mic all the way up. So he walked over to the next room over, which is the old printer room. remember they
2: oh, no. <laughs> well,
5: the, well the printer that typed out all of our warnings, because again, this is this is back in the '90s, so this is not you know internet days where you got laptops everywhere and stuff uh, that typed out all our warnings. Remember, we're in the middle of a tornado warning right in Louisville, and the, mich- the paper jammed, so we didn't oh, know if we'd geez. missed a warning oh, no. or what. So, but all you hear, you see me on TV pointing to the radar, but you hear you know the printers, and then Craig <laughs> Craig takes his fist slams the printer
2: and yells out, <laughs> son of a
5: bitch!" You know, real loud. <laughs> <laughs> You know, people are home down their basements watching on TV scared to death and they see me and I didn't know what had happened no one had told me it had happened everywhere I went the next day hey Belsky heard you God. cussing on TV last night got a little excited during that tornado warning it's like oh. anyway,
2: so, and it wasn't even you it wasn't
5: even me because that's why I was trying I, when Phil said that I was like I don't remember cussing on TV it was like well, it wasn't me but uh, people did think it was me
3: that's what you just I say know. I was talking about a sandy beach what are you talking about yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> Well, let me tell you the craziest story, uh, and this has nothing to do with folklore, but uh, this is one where that got me on national TV. Uh, I was doing a live shot. I did a lot of live shots over the years, and one night we went to a church picnic. Huge crowd there. It's like 2,000 people there, and so I always like to show the people on TV and kind of get involved before we got into the weather part, and so we showed the people, and I was standing by the dunking booth, so I threw the ball. I was like, i got to get this guy in the water, and then I'll do the weather, so I throw the ball, and I missed it, and I was like, you know, it's a man thing. I guess I was embarrassed. So I'm thinking, I, I, think I, I, I got to go get this. So I started we running toward been it. embarrassed, too. <laughs> okay, but, thank I you.
6: I promise. I feel much better
5: now. But I So I thought, I'll, I'll just hit the target and put him in the water and get out the weather. Well, I didn't realize that, you know, he'd been there all evening, so there's water and mud everywhere. So I hit this mud. I fly up in the air on camera and fall flat on my
2: back. No, no. So,
5: something in my brain is still thinking, I got to get this guy in the water. So, I crawl on all fours, (laughs) reach up, hit the target. He falls in the water. This water comes up, splashes all over me. So, I go to wipe the water out of my eye, and I got mud all over my hand. So, now my clothes are covered in mud. Now, my face has mud all over it. Um, oh, my God, and, this is like and, a And movie. then, of course, I had to do the rest of the weather like that. But it, it made the oh, Dick yeah. Clark blooper show. Um, oh, so um, that was no that, that's my that's my wow. claim to fame on national TV, other than being on oh, CNN fuck. from the White House. Uh, um, being on the Dick, Dick Clark blooper show there.
6: That's some perseverance, yeah. though. I got to hand I, it to I, you. I, I don't oh, know yeah.
5: what it was about getting that guy into the dunking booth. It was like, it, that's, it was like <laughs> you, know, you know, forget the weather forecast. I got to get this guy. Oh,
6: oh, yeah. So.
2: You were
5: serious no, about no, that. No, no, yeah. That was great. <laughs> it, was a, it was the old uh, Queen song. You got mud on his face, a big disgrace.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: so Wait, what song? Wait, here's Queen. All playing? over the place. All over yeah. the
2: place. We, will, we will rock you. Come yeah. on,
4: Brady.
1: Brady doesn't know it's that. This is probably that. not, not my, my generation. Brady's a Beyonce fan. My generation. No,
4: no, no. 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots. I went to prom with the lead singer's sister. What? So yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. All right, hey John, I I do I, one other question unless anybody else has got something too, but do tell us cuz I think this is very important. It's an outstanding book. But as you mentioned earlier, 100% of the proceeds of that book you have going to charities like Wednesday's Child. I think there's other ones that I've I've seen as well. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about those charities and, or how they, how you pick them. Um,
5: the, the first time I did the, the first time I did the book several years back, uh, I, I, just went through and, uh, would investigate certain charities and I tried to cover the whole viewing area, not just right in Louisville. So like if we were getting a lot of orders from a town, 30 or 40 miles away, I would see like we, we, some uh, community health clinics hmm. we were able to donate money and they would be able to buy uh, medical supplies, uh, flu shots, things like that. Uh, You know, now this this last printing, uh, WLKY uh, took care of the printing costs, donated 100% of the printing costs. So, you know, before what I would do, I I would take out the money for the printing and then anything over the printing, which was usually quite a bit, we would donate. But now this is 100%. So uh, the chief charity with the WLKY is Wednesday's Child, and it's it's a feature every Wednesday uh, organization that helps older children get adopted, you know, because, you know, some people don't like to – you know, don't think about adopting a 12-year-old or a 16-year-old or something like that. And, and this helps the family and it helps with the whole process. But also, uh, if, I, if I do a book signing locally, uh, we'll do local charities around the area. Like uh, coming up in a few weeks, I'm going up 30 miles up the road to Scottsburg, Indiana. Uh, uh, the radio station there uh, has a uh, organization called We Care. Uh, they, what they do, they buy uh, winter clothes for the needy kids. So they're getting ready for their big radio thon coming up. So I'm going to go over there and sell a bunch of books and we're going to give all that money uh, to buy some clothes for the kids there. So various things like that. That's what, that's what, that's, that's what I really like about this being able to help awesome. other people, help people out and uh, you know, Teach people to, how to uh, predict the weather. In the meantime, mm. John,
3: that's good enough for me. I think just Belsky for president. What do y'all think? Yeah. Come on, yeah. I, I'm going <laughs> to write in
0: Belsky
4: on my third party vote. <laughs> uh,
5: John, <laughs> thank, can, you, thank you very much. Yes. Tell uh, John, just
1: tell our listeners how they can uh, purchase a copy of the book. Where they can go to, to get a copy of your book?
5: Okay, uh, if you go to uh, online, go to WLKY.com and then uh, click on the menu button. You'll see a Belsky's blog uh thing there uh, and uh, just click on that and i usually try to keep it up it shows my last eight blogs i've had on there so in the last eight i usually have one of those up there that has all the information on the book and how to get it but if you don't want to go to that um it's uh and if you want to write this down it's uh, just send it to me john belski at W L K 1918 melwood avenue and that's louisville kentucky 40206 and it's the cost is 15 dollars and includes shipping uh no, so uh, 15 great. bucks and, and again uh, 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 all, all of that money is going to uh Wednesday's child and other charities mine
3: says 59.95 what's with that <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know the, the first, the first book I wrote was just, tax first book that I wrote was that it was a bigger hard hardback cover and uh you know we sold out uh, we sold several thousand and I, I stopped doing it but a couple years after that, someone said, your book's on Amazon. I said, what? So I got on it and there was someone selling the book on Amazon for $90. So it's like, wow. wow. Oh, worth sure every you know, penny.
4: That. Oh, that sure is you know, terrible.
1: Worth oh, that, oh my gosh. Worth every penny. So, And then John, how can people follow you or get in touch with you?
5: I am on Facebook at uh, John Belsky and uh, Twitter at JohnBelskyWKY. And uh, again, the blog is at WLKY. Com. Wonderful. So, all right, let's, so we'll, we'll have all it.
1: that on our show notes. Uh, if you guys okay, want great. to go to www.stormfrontfreaks.com, uh, we'll make sure we put all those links in the show notes as well. So, all right, so let's get to our favorite part of the show, or at least my favorite part of the show, and that is <laughs> our lightning round. Uh, so, tonight, here's what we're doing, Don. Uh, Mr. Weather Folklore. We have had a history here for some reason of doing um, our, our, we call it a two minute lightning round. It turns into about 10 minutes now, (laughs) but we've been doing game, game shows. So tonight it's who wants to be a millionaire on Groundhog Day. So all the questions are related to Groundhog Day or the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Uh, I have been, I was there one one one
5: time, by the way, for Groundhog Day. I went up there. Okay. And oh, uh, nice. have, have you, have any of you had a chance to do that yet? No, no, I've, not, I've never seen a groundhog before. So you have got to go to Punxsutawney. Oh, that's all i I would is, love, to. Oh, amazing. love to. Amazing. It is amazing. All I'm right, sorry. So no, was, I didn't mean to interrupt you
1: there. No, no, no. That's good. That's good stuff. So here's what we're going to do. I just wanted to make sure no one gave away any answers to anything, which they didn't. So, so uh, who wants to be a millionaire? So here's what we do. We've got, we, we got four questions. I'm sorry. We have five questions, John. Uh, and one of these questions you have ask a co-host. So if you don't know the answer, you can pick any one of our co-hosts and and get their opinion. We have survey the co-hosts. So ask the co-hosts instead of phone a friend. Okay. okay. Survey the co-hosts is the same thing as ask the audience, right? So we'll we'll have all the co-hosts give their.
4: uh okay
1: answer, and then you can decide if, if you want it or not. And then we Bill have 50, late 50 last night. <laughs> 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 wait, we have 50-50 where I will take two of the answers away and leave you with two answers yeah. to pick from, okay?
5: Well, I've heard, I've heard this segment before, and I'm very nervous now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we are, too. Well, to be- oh, you should
1: <laughs> be just waiting. Let's bust through this. So the first question, and I put dollar amounts to these, but they mean absolutely
4: nothing. Don't come
1: looking for us for money. Uh, we, yeah, so we you, make,
4: you sold me like $100,000 from the first episode. Here. All right.
1: So the first question, John, right. is for $100. Okay. Uh, I, will, I will give you the question, and then I will give you the four answers, and you pick one, right? So what is the name of the famous weather forecasting groundhog in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania? Is it Mark, Phil, Dina, or Brady?
5: <laughs> well, you know, I'd love to get you all involved in this first question. But, uh, I guess I should maybe, maybe I should say, "Hey, Phil, should uh, can you help me out on that?" There, but you can't <laughs> ask me. I'm,
1: I'm, I know the answer is okay. So the answer is <laughs> that is right. All right, hey, So, so question is unfair. All right, thousand dollars. <laughs> What song played every morning when Phil's alarm clock went off in the movie Groundhog Day? Was it Hound Dog, I Got You Babe, Glory Days, or Eight Days a Week?
5: Hmm. Um, Brady, I'm not going to help ask for your help because these songs are all. Oh, oh, smart. Oh. I'm a smart man. Hey, but I
4: have the internet. I have the internet.
5: That's a very.
4: No, valuable no, no,
1: tool no. That doesn't work.
5: Maz, I think I think uh, Maz, I think you're you're kind He's of going to ask a co-host. All right, Maz. All right. They is say it? we're young and we don't
3: know. Won't find out until. <laughs> Come on, it's... I got you, babe. I got you, babe. All,
5: All right, right. So John. Man, they got uh, answer.
1: Maz's got answer. answer is I got you, babe. Are you going to go with that or something?
5: I, I, I like that. That sounds right.
1: All right, that is correct. Yay! Oh, Yay. So okay. you, All right,
6: nice voice, Maz. Well, so ask a
5: co-host. <laughs> You have used that up. So you only have two lifelines left. Cher has right. just called, by the way. She wants to know, who is that singing there? <laughs> We're about the same the, age. Feel the love. All right. You said three, <laughs> three more
1: questions. This is the $10,000 question. Whoa. Oh. Wow. Director of Groundhog Day, Harold Ramis, said Bill Murray's character, Phil, was stuck in Groundhog Day for approximately how long? Was it three months, three years, 30
5: years, or 300 years? <laughs> Whoa. I don't know. Catherine, you look like you might know the no, answer. You can't, I, I can use it. Oh, oh shit. Oh, You've okay. you, you well, got Catherine, two lifelines. You okay. have 50-50, and I you have the survey answer. the co-host. Okay. Okay, That's
3: here. where Sandy Beach works, just so All you, right.
1: you <laughs> know. So, <clears> so you're choosing survey the co-host.
5: Yeah, I like that.
1: All right. Ask the co-host. So we're going to go around the horn. Uh, the answer. The answer is either three months, three years, thirty years, or three hundred years. Catherine.
6: Three months.
1: Catherine says three months. Brady. Three
6: months.
4: So they're all multiples of three. So you never go with the first one. It's going to be the second one. Thirty. Wait. What's the second one?
1: Uh, three months, <laughs> three years, thirty years, or three hundred years. Three years.
4: Three years.
1: All right.
3: Uh, math. I'm really
4: confident.
3: You know, it's interesting because he learned to become like this concert pianist,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I don't know if you can do that in three. I was thinking three, but oh man, that's a great one. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> say 30. Oh, 30. 30. Oh, math no. 30,
1: all right, Dina.
2: Um, that was the one thing I was thinking of because he did learn how to play the piano, but I I still think it's three months, but I'm not sure.
1: So what's your answer? You got to pick three one. months. Yeah, three months. I mean, all right. So, I can't see him dra- Yeah, I can't see so dragging Tom, on longer than that. Yeah. Two of them. Two of them said that he was stuck in that for three months every day. Uh, one said three years, and one said thirty years. What say you? Uh, I'm I'm going to go with the three months. And that would be incorrect.
3: Oh. oh. Um, the correct answer oh, is
1: thirty no. years in mass. No. Maz's thought process was exactly right as he wow. became, You can't be a nice. concert pianist practicing every day for three months. Wow so that
4: movie spanned more than thirty years.
1: He was in Groundhog Day for thirty years. All right, I so we're gonna we keep playing.
4: We're gonna the keep
1: playing. Hour. This is for style. All right, so John for hundred thousand dollars, there has been only one Punk Satani Phil. What does he drink every summer to give him seven more years of life? Is it groundhog punch, milk, punxitanny prune juice, or straw <laughs> groundhog alt beer? Wow. <laughs> that sounds adventuresome. So the um, answers again are groundhog punch, yeah. milk, punxitanny prune juice, or strob groundhog alt beer.
5: Groundhog Alt Beer. Wow! How, can you take two of those off for me? There, we
1: can do fifty-fifty. All right, I'm I'm going to take off milk and Punxsutawney Prune Juice. So it leaves you Groundhog Punch oh, or Straub Groundhog Alt Beer.
5: Well, this, you this know, is the folklore of Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> well, you know, Pennsylvania is kind of a beer drinking state there, so I'm going to go with the the this, the. The other one. The Straub Groundhog Alt yeah, Beer. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm going to go with
1: that. Straub Groundhog Alt Beer is a real beer, uh, craft beer made up, uh, up in Pennsylvania. However, that is not the correct Aww. answer. Aww. It is Groundhog Punch uh, because Groundhog Punch has been a lo- around for many millennia uh, as opposed to... And the censors would not let you say beer on TV probably back yeah, then. Can groundhogs
4: right. drink right. beer
1: <laughs> safely? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, all right, last know. one. <laughs> so this is, John, this is all for pride. Uh, this is the million-dollar question. You have no more lifelines left, by the way. Uh, <laughs> how? M- this, so this, uh, back to the movie, how many full or partial days were actually depicted in the film Groundhog Day? So how many... How yeah. many partial or full days did we actually see in the movie? Was it 8 days, 14 days, 26 days or 38 days? Oh my. God. So, so eight, 8, 14, 26, 26.
5: or 38. 8 seems too short and then the the other last one seems too long, so I'm going to I'm going to say 20 26.
1: 26. All right, just for kicks and giggles, Dina, what do you think? Brady's I'm gonna going say nuts 14, here.
2: Everybody. Just because it's get yeah. repetitive in a movie. Yeah,
1: but
2: how I'm many guessing. did you say? 14. fourteen. Fourteen,
1: okay. Brady, twenty-six all the way. Twenty-six, Maz? Yeah, I'm thinking twenty-six also. And katherine
6: I didn't want to go with fourteen because Dina backed me up
1: on the three months.
6: katherine we're so wrong. you guys, you
1: t- guys t- <laughs> all got to get your copy of Groundhog Day out and actually count the days, and it will come out to thirty-eight partial wow. or full days, wow. Wow. and wow. that includes the day yeah. that he drives Punxsutawney Phil off the cliff.
3: Don't drive angry. Yeah. yeah
4: no, we'll <laughs> How long is this movie? I, I don't mean, know. It, it thirty to- years. It spanned <laughs> thirty years. There's 38 full yeah. days that are <laughs> well, partial. Third.
1: Like some of those yeah. days, you just saw a little
5: blip of something. Oh, wow. You know? It was during the montage. Hey, let me, the throw in, on, might... let me throw in a bonus question here. No it was worry. not filmed in Punxsutawney. Do you know what city that was filmed in? Um, Phoenix. Ooh. Or State, or it even the State. Yeah, it was state was, um,
1: uh, yeah, I just saw that today because I put this whole thing together today. yeah uh, <laughs> And that, here's what I do know, is they actually, on the corner, the street corner, uh-huh. where Bill Murray kept stepping in the hole, in the water hole, they have on both corners where uh, uh, the character Phil comes and the character... Um, Bing! Yeah, what's his name? Ned
5: Ryerson. Ned, oh, Ned. Oh they yeah. have
1: Signs. They have signs on the street corner that says Phil's corner and Ned's corner, but... Yeah, I forget what city it was. It's
5: uh, Woodstock, Illinois, uh, which I Woodstock. think is, isn't oh. that is near, it's near uh, Rockford, I believe. Oh, okay. So there you go. More uh, useless trivia. Uh, Good. Hey, All John, right. John, before you go, because yeah. you, you definitely have to get together with Al Roker. Have you done that yet? Uh, I have met Al a couple of times. I met him at the White House, and then he was in for Derby. Oh, let me tell you real quick Al Roker's story. The first, you know, ABC had the Derby for years and years, okay? It was the first year NBC had the Derby. And so they were sending uh, uh, Al in to uh, do the weather on the Today Show in the morning. And they sent him, and he was going to be on my 11 o'clock weather the Thursday night, because Friday, the day before the Derby, he was there to do the Today Show. So I, we're waiting for him, and he doesn't show up to do the 11 o'clock Thursday night weather. I was devastated. It would be great to have Al on. Well, the people in New York thought the Derby was in Lexington, Kentucky, so they, they flew him to Lexington, and they, he... Uh, <laughs> arrived and they found out, oh, wait a second, Churchill Downs is in Louisville, so they had to get him a car and
2: bring uh, him up the next gosh. morning. So. Somebody got right. in trouble. I was going
6: to say, I hear hashtag producer fail with
5: that one. Yeah, fire. Yeah. That right, yeah, well, was, was great. I worked with Willard before. Willard is unbelievable to work with. He was, uh, mm. for those who, uh, Brady, I don't know if you remember Willard or not, but he was king of the morning weather, uh, you know, back in his heyday in the 70s and 80s there. So and then Al came along. <laughs> in, and now, who, who's considered the big weather person in the morning now? I still think it's Al. It's still no, I still
6: think, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's here Al. I am. I, I do the morning show on the Weather Channel, and I even still think of Al. And, you know, he's NBC family, so it's okay that I'm saying that. And then I work with, you know, I've had Sam Champion, and now I've got Jim Cantore and Stephanie Abrams. But, yeah, I think Al. I still yeah. think of Al. It's Al. Yeah.
5: Well, I saw yeah. I saw Sam yesterday, by the way, on, on Live with Kelly, and uh, yeah, uh, he's one of yep. the finalists to be the co-host. One of the friendliest guys you ever meet. I love Sam, and I uh, I'd love to see him back doing weather somewhere <laughs> on one of those network morning shows if he can't Weather Channel. So he's never
3: had oh, a bad oh, oh, day. Oh,
5: I saw that.
2: <laughs> okay. I do love <laughs> Al though. Yeah. I love you Al. Do. Oh yeah, and Al's good. Genuinely nice guy. I've worked Dude. with him on Wake Up with Al, and I've worked oh, with him on the wake Up with
5: Al. That's right. All right, That's name right. dropping. Yeah, Dana I'm worked
1: with him a lot. Yeah, All sure. right, so let's. We're gonna take a break. Sure. All right, so uh, welcome back. So we we want to get in. You know, it's just we're, we're not that far off here from from Hurricane Matthew. And, you know, the big devastation that came from Matthew really was the flooding because that went so much further inland than the wind and the storm surge uh, really does, and, and which is usually the case when it comes to hurricanes. And, and I think people tend to forget that. But I just, guys, let me share with you um, some stats that I've got. The current death toll in the U.S. right now from Hurricane Matthew is 46, and that's rising yes. because... What's happening is flood waters are starting to recede, and so rescuers are getting into homes and getting into vehicles that have been underwater. Uh, so it's currently at 46. North Carolina accounts for 26 of those deaths. Wow! And of those 26 deaths, 21 are due to drowning, and 17 of those drownings were in vehicles okay and and so people were trying to cross water high water and they were getting their vehicles were taken off and and going underwater uh and all that and actually current just to share with you guys national weather service uh currently in 2016 we're at 140 flood deaths deaths related to flood and this is compared to lightning deaths tornado deaths hurricane deaths heat deaths winter deaths cold wind, and rip current deaths. So they, they track all of those. And uh, in 2015, deaths from flooding was the number one cause of weather-related deaths. Uh, over the, na- the national 10-year average, it's third behind heat and tornadoes. And over a 30-year average, it's second uh, over 30 years, and that's only behind heat. Mm-hmm. So you know the point is, I, I think a lot of it, you know, from a social standpoint, what what are we not informing? How is the public not getting informed? Because these are deaths that some people might look at that and go, okay, so uh, Hurricane Matthew, that's forty six deaths. Well, there are thousands of people that die every single day uh, from natural causes and accidents and and who knows what, right? So forty six is is that just like well that's really a, a a drop in the bucket, but are those forty six deaths that that were not due to natural causes were not due to accidents they were due to choices
2: bad judgment
1: and and, and so is there are there things we need to be doing a better job of education wise media wise why are people not getting the message
3: I think I think sometimes. It takes a big event like that for people to go, "Wow, I, I had no idea that many people died due to drowning," and then they're sensitive to it for a while. But you, you got you got younger people that are driving, and it's been years since they've ever heard anything like that, and then they, "Oh, I can make it through that." Mm-hmm. So I think it's it probably will just go in cycles.
6: So two things uh, that I would bring up here. So when media, we say this all the time about flooding isn't sexy. We talk about hurricanes, we talk about tornadoes, and, you know, that captures people's attention. And the issue with this inland flooding that happened in North Carolina is, you know, a lot of people were focused on the coastal impacts. You know, they're hearing storm surge. They're hearing wind gusts, you know, 100 miles an hour plus. That's what they were paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think what made these deaths unique due to the inland flooding in North Carolina is, you know, a lot of times we talk about people making bad choices, but some of these deaths were people who evacuated from the coast. You know, they listened to their emergency managers, evacuated from the coast inland and then got caught in this flooding. So that really stands out to me on what made this event unique. And honestly, I still think 46 deaths is way too many.
2: It's It's way way too many many. because people still don't believe anything until it's happening. We could tell them a hundred times yeah. there's flash flooding, there's flooding. They want to see if the forecast cone is going to change because maybe I don't have to leave. And I look at it like it, if it was me and if it was my family, what I get out. Yes. And people think we overhype and we tell them in the media, in every platform, whether it's television, whether it's digital, whether it's everything you can think of, they are told, but I think sometimes people think that it's not going to happen to them. Um, most of the deaths are usually in a car, so they try to cross places, they shouldn't do it. Um, it's just, I, I don't know how much more you could tell people. I think they get desensitized and Catherine's right. When you talk about flooding, unless you show some great video or show something where people can relate to it, they're like, it's not gonna happen to me.
1: But don't you think that was lacking? Dina, I mean, don't, don't you think that as we were preparing for Hurricane Matthew, we weren't showing past Flooding videos and photos, and saying, "Hey, here's what go- could happen inland. Here's what could happen, y- even on the coast," because um, everyone's used to seeing the sexy palm trees blowing like mad, and and, right. and and again associate it to wind.
2: I think it just depends on what they're watching. I think we do show a lot of stuff, but you know, we we have to say, "Hey, here's file footage." of another storm with flooding, but you don't have, like you may not have the actual, if you're living in North Carolina, maybe all we had was um, something in Florida or Haiti or, and then the, if it was in Haiti, where it's really bad and thousands of people died, be like, well, oh, that's Haiti. So I, sometimes I think people either don't want to realize that it's going to happen or they think we're over dramatizing it. I, I just, I don't know what, I mean, is being part of the media. I don't really know what else we can do. Yeah, do you think Dina, I it, think.
5: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Do you think it's just human nature where they say it's not. Gonna, it can't happen to me. I, mean, I
2: agree, John.
5: Yeah, that. has got to be a certain part right there.
4: Yeah, I think. I, wanna, I think another aspect. I think another aspect to this as well is, you know, I've experienced. You know, when I'm in a car and there's you know f- floodwaters in front of me. You know, sometimes I don't know how deep it is and I'll admit I've driven through and my, my car hasn't gotten stuck or anything. so I feel like we, we not only have to do a better job of preparing before and, and trying to inform them before, but, but during you know I think we need to do a better job as meteorologists and maybe not as meteorologists, maybe as city planners or as emergency managers to you know you know close off some of these roads that we've deemed unsafe to drive on to not let people get on those roads, or to have some sort of some sort of app or or something like that that identifies roads that are underwater that if you drive on them they'll be unsafe because I feel like a lot of people when they go to these roads you know they can't they're not going to get out and pull out a measuring stick and say hey this road's unsafe to drive on so I think I think that's also another area that we can improve on is is giving some of these people more tools to understand hey you cannot drive on this road it is dangerous you need to turn around and don't drown.
3: Well, I posted a video on uh, my Twitter page here and I forgot where it was from, but it was a drone that actually took a picture uh, in the Carolinas that a bridge had been washed out. And it was it was phenomenal video because the drone can go just about anywhere, right? And it's just yeah. the, the pictures in HD were just amazing. It got down to the water level. It got to see how high up the bridge was. And you're like, a Hashtag oh, gosh, episode <laughs> 11. Well, right. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and so you look at that and you're like, well, they didn't realize that bridge was going to be washed out. I'm sure they thought, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. You know? So when it happens, it's tough to like, well, hey, the bridge is out. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, some people are
1: always going to get caught on it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to, guys, I'm going to bring up there. There's a great, there's actually, this is a great website in general. It's actually called the social.com, but it's the WX social. So if you actually look it up, it's the WX social.com. And there's just some great articles and blogs on there. I I find that very uh, intriguing and outstanding. However, there was one by Josh Ekes. I don't know if I got his last name right, but it's called Fine. Water doesn't scare you. How about $10,000? And so he goes on in the article, uh, and I shared that with some of you guys. I don't know if you looked at that, but some of it he says, research has shown that people need pictures or video of a specific hazard in recognizable locations to fully evaluate danger and take the proper action. He also said that meteorologists and social scientists fear that for most, and this goes along to what Catherine was talking about, water just isn't scary enough. Flood doesn't carry the same dread factor as a hurricane or tornado. And so I I think, guys, I think it's very, this is a very visual thing, okay? What, What are people used to seeing or remember seeing or hearing about? And I'll be honest with you, and I know we got a lot of media people here in our group tonight, Personally, I, I really don't think we did a good enough job in the media, which is where most people, let's be honest, that's where they're getting their information. I don't think we did a good enough job of emphasizing the flooding um, danger in, involved by showing past video, by uh, past footage, Dina, like you talked about, file mm-hmm. footage, by talking about things like... Um, he goes on in the article, Josh talks about most don't compute that six six inches of water can knock over an adult and one to two feet of water can float most cars and trucks. And I just I, I don't know visually that we scared people enough because we guess what, Catherine, we got to make flooding sexy. We got to make this sexy <laughs> in order to make sure that it becomes a danger. And I just yes. don't know that we made it sexy with Matthew. So I think it. that's part of our
6: problem. And this was, you know, I I worked uh, 12 days straight for Matthew, you know, from its inception at the low latitude. I was on air for the land on Haiti, and then it hit Cuba, Bahamas. And, you know, there was a lot of emphasis on landfall. So the day it scraped up Florida, remember, the eye wall never made landfall in Florida. But there was so much emphasis on is it going to make landfall? Is it not going to make landfall? Mm -hmm. That... There was so much time spent on that. The next day was when North Carolina was going to get the heavy rain event. And so, you know, a lot of people said, where was this forecast? We had it the whole time. You know, we were yes. showing that, that preset forecast, you know, 12 inches plus possible. But a, a QPF forecast, people, you know, are that's not sexy unless you show them video. What does 12 inches of rain in six hours look like? Coming you know, down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Come, yeah, and, and yeah. rushing down a mountain. And I think with flooding, there's also this interesting juxtaposition. We call it flash flooding, but yet it it goes from flash flooding, which is fast, to what we call a slow motion disaster. And so people are like, wait, is it fast? Is it slow? I don't understand the, this power of water when it's actually the most powerful force on Earth. It kills more people than wind. So we have to somehow, you know, in media, it's a communication issue, maybe,
1: that we need to improve on. John, uh, find out a little bit, I guess, John, what, what have you ever experienced your years with flooding, flash flooding? um, What people pay attention to what they don't?
5: Well, you know, I I think the, uh, the national weather service uh, turnaround don't drown program has helped somewhat, but you know, there are people out there that don't ever watch the news or, or really, you know, pay attention to, to any of that. Uh, so I don't know how you're going to reach those people. Uh, but uh, but I I love the idea about what you are talking about. If you sh- a picture is worth a thousand words, so like if you could get some file video on that. We had uh, in Louisville in nineteen ninety seven, we had a flash flood that put fifty thousand homes, fifty thousand homes underwater. Wow. Uh, and uh, with during the continuous coverage, I can remember you know, emphasizing stay out of the water, stay out of the water, stay out of the water, don't drive, you know, through it. And I, I do not believe we had any fatalities with that. It was one of the worst, you know, for a number of homes covered with a flash flood, it was, it was actually one of the worst flash floods in U.S. history. Uh, but, uh, again, you know, you do what you can do to try to get the word out. It's just a matter of, you know, now there's so many ways of communication out there, how you can, how you can reach them on, on all these different venues.
4: Yeah, I also, think, I also think, you know, off that point of media, um, I think it's not only during the disaster, but in the years prior that you, as a meteorologist, develop a reputation as being as accurate and as honest with the public as possible, so that they, you know, when you when you give these, some of these dire situations where their lives are actually in your hands sometimes, you know, it's very right. important that, that, you know, that, that you're a trusted outlet. And I think, you know, John, in that case, you know, you were a trusted outlet and those people listened to you. And I think that has a huge impact on people. So I think as people in media, you know, they, they very, very much need to be careful about, you know, because oh, yeah. obviously ratings, it, it's very hard in a, in a ratings driven market to, to not, you know, maybe hype something up that shouldn't be hyped up. Um, so I think it's very, you know, it's very crucial that people in the media that can, can develop that kind of that relationship. Uh,
2: one thing too, there's, I think a difference between local and national media uh, local mm-hmm. people, I think, get to know you a little better. Um, I think something, too, with Matthew is is that I remember even seeing um, the National Hurricane Center on the TV side saying, listen, we're really serious about this. But, you know, like, if it didn't, if the eye didn't, if the eye was, say, 50 miles to the west, Florida would have got hammered even more. So I remember seeing on the Twitter feeds, like, people are like, you guys are just overhyping. I'm like, listen, this was a pretty good forecast. And we showed, um, like Catherine said, the QPF maps, which is the precip forecast. And you do, you see these like 12, 15-inch rainfall totals. But unless you live like, say, unless you're in North Carolina, you're not going to be able to relate to what happened in Florida or Haiti. You're going to want to see something in North Carolina. And when was the last time you had a hurricane in North Carolina? You may not have file footage, and it might not have been as bad. Or – you know, like, say you're younger and you've never experienced that. Like, I'm just making up, um, like, say you uh, look at an old hurricane file footage. Maybe you do have it. Maybe somebody who's old enough and still lives there goes, oh, I remember that. Okay, I'm going to be careful. But somebody who's, like, younger, who's never experienced, like, oh, well, they can't relate. People just cannot relate. Yeah.
3: You know, this is the the anniversary of the Big Thompson Canyon flood out in Colorado it was forty years ago, like a couple months ago. There's 144 people. They, you know, Denver still does stuff on that. You know, remember, remember, remember. Um, and there's some places that just haven't experienced those disasters. So you're right. If it's a locality, well, when it happens
1: here, then I'll pay attention.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing in the article. Uh, Josh goes on to talk about is if. You know, because he says, fine, if the water doesn't scare you, how about your pocketbook? Because here, here was his point. He ended the article saying, should the driver of a stalled car make it off of a flooded street unhurt, you know, with their life? Um, they actually, they walk away. Okay. Praise God. Good for you. But the owner of a small to medium vehicle stalled out in floodwater can expect to pay seven to $10,000 out of pocket. Or file through insurance and then risk the, right ha- uh, the, the rate hikes they get uh, through their car insurance company. So if the water is not going to scare you before you drive across that little mini river, okay, then then look at it as hey, there's there's a an accident about to happen, and I can actually choose whether I want to be in that car accident and risk losing my vehicle and the money involved in it, um, or I can choose to turn around and walk away. So maybe we got to hit them with their pocketbook. Um, maybe that's the risk. I don't know.
2: I think that's a great angle, Phil, and I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it because I think that until you start uh, making people pay up, because then you see like a lot of times emergency managers say, listen, we may not be able to get rescue workers out to you, so don't do it. And then you see video later of like, I know we had some in Matthew of a woman she was, They were trying to rescue out of her car, and she had a kid in the car, too. So you do see water rescues and things, but I think I I like that. I'm going to use that with the money because sometimes money talks.
1: All right. Well, so uh, we we want to hear what you guys think, our listeners. You guys can comment by email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com, or you can also comment on our Facebook or Twitter accounts. Uh, We always like to try and share some of those on our next show. Uh, We're going to go ahead and take another break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to hit our weather fools and our weather resources. All right,
4: giddy up. uh, Brady, let's hit some weather fools. All right, guys, it's time for everyone's real favorite part of the show, Weather Fools, uh, where we talk about some silly things someone did uh, this week or the past week in the weather world. Dina, let's start with you.
2: All right, so this one's a compilation of all kinds of funny weather uh, fools, and uh, we'll put the YouTube link on our website, but I'll let you look at this, you guys, Um, and it's, I'm gonna just turn off the sound, but watch this. This is really this reporter on the coast, and she starts getting hit with all these waves and surf. And all of a sudden, this big thing comes up, and she gets hit by a <laughs> oh, fish. That's so I mean, right
1: funny. That's the face.
4: That's a, like we did this on the
2: lake, but this is really funny. Like it's nine minutes of all this compilation. It'll it'll make you laugh. Like these people are trying to surf um, down flooded road Just after
1: we got done talking about
6: this one's
2: you. one of my favorites too people trying oh. to shovel their
6: Oh yeah
2: yeah so if you want to do that one try try this one i think it's really funny it made me laugh
1: what what's it yeah. what's the title of that video just
2: um funny and weird weather fails compilation 2016
1: all right cool yeah we'll put that online
2: Okay. All right, we'll, show notes.
4: We'll, we'll take care of that. And uh, I think my weather well, – actually, you know what? It's just my fool of the week is myself because oh I it's miss – It's all about you, so, Brady. It is all about me. You makes know, sense. Like, but so LeBron James and the Cavs, you know, uh, the basketball team, for those of you that don't know, uh, they went to Blaze Pizza on Ohio State's campus. And I was there from when they opened at 11 in the morning until 7 p.m. at night. And I left at 7 because I had a test wow. day, and they got there at 7.30. Oh. I was so mad because my friends were there. They got pictures with them, and that's been on my bucket list to meet LeBron. Why
2: were you there all day if they weren't there? You got there? some
4: pizza out of it, though. Because got- it was LeBron. I don't know because they're not going to tell you when they're coming. Well, I didn't actually oh. eat. I, I had an energy bar. That was it. I had an energy bar and a protein shake,
0: that's it? and that was
4: it. <laughs>
0: so let's see, <laughs> let's see.
3: LeBron degree. LeBron so no. degree.
1: So here's why Okay, my I end up getting a good
4: grade on that test the next day because of How, I'm a,
1: how anyway. the hell is that a weather fool though? That's just I a said fool. fool. I said fool. Right. Well, because right.
4: I'm I'm meteorology. I'm in weather. That's so weather fool. I'm a weather fool uh,
1: Br- Brady's a part uh, of our new you. fool segment, I guess. Yes. Yeah, yes. tell that one of your interview. All right, Matt. Right. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's hit some WX resources.
3: All right, we're gonna go to the new girl on the block. We're gonna start off with Catherine.
6: Whoop whoop. Okay, so right. my favorite weather resource right now, it's, uh, the, the link is earth.nullschool.net. And it's a real-time global wind streams map. And I first kind of caught on to this. I became friends with a developer who lives in Tokyo. His name is Cameron Borrio, And he just puts this product out for free and you can get the live wind stream, you can get ocean currents, ocean temperatures, temperatures all throughout like every layer of the atmosphere and it's absolutely incredible. I mean, if you know, weather is driven by the air masses that are coming and going, right? And you can pick this out, you can do different color coding. And it's always up on my computer at all times. And at the Weather Channel, we've actually started using it as a monitor background in the lab because it's, it's aesthetically pleasing and also meteorologically useful for us. So that is my number one weather resource.
3: So hold days. on. So it's earth.noschool.net?
6: Uh, close. So earth.null, N-U-L-L. There you go. Yep. School.net.
3: Awesome. I love new stuff. That is Thank a cool, that. that
6: is cool. That is a cool yeah. <laughs> like I said.
3: It, yeah, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go look beautiful. at it. That's yes, cool. Awesome. check it out. All right, Dina, can you top that?
2: Uh, That one's hard to top. <laughs> okay, mine is an app and I just um, discovered this recently and I didn't know that it was part of Weather Underground so I'm going to let you guys look at it. It's called the Living Earth app Ooh. and if you look at it, you Love can this. um yes, you can kind of look mm. at anywhere in the world. It's got real time data, satellite. You can look at hurricanes all around the world. You can get your current forecast, and it's got a world clock. So say you go over to look at a uh, typhoon Haim over now near China in China. If you look at it and put that in there, it'll give you the current local time, so you don't have to kind of convert, and it will give you all kinds of cut like um. Uh, current temperatures clouds all over the world and you can see like humidity wind temperature clouds the high it is so cool and what's neat too is that it'll give you like at night you can see it at night um i like it, it it's one of the ones that i actually forked out a couple bucks for i think it was like 3.99 and i'm i usually try not to you know spend money on apps because you can usually find something for free but I love that. It, it is really cool. And it does have little uh, things that will pop up on your screen if you want them to. Like I have hurricane things that pop up on it. Like, oh, Typhoon Haim now upgraded to Super Typhoon. So I actually see it really quickly. So I, I really like it. Um, just uh, check it out through, I think you can get it in Google Store, but I bought it on my iPhone at the App Store. It's called Living Earth.
3: So you think you can get it not not just iPad? um phones. yeah you
2: can get it on i think you can get it on other platforms as well yeah. um but says the I, guy
1: with the phone that caught on fire last week <clears> throat> oh
4: throat> rip oh samsung oh sorry. yeah i'm <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> not trying to start a loss or anything i love samsung but
2: <laughs>
3: all right very cool anything else on that
2: no but it's fun it, you can look anywhere in the world um, you could see real time, like you could see the, um, I like looking at the hurricane stuff because you could just see how huge it is and it's great imagery, great colors, everything.
3: Awesome. And Dina's going to pick up the first year for us, right? So Phil, do it, man. Take us home with your last one.
1: All right. So, uh, my WX resource is an iOS app. Again, that might be something they have for <laughs> Android, but I, I don't pay attention to that platform. Um, It is called 505-0, 50 Radio Police Scanner. And what's neat about this is uh, for those that don't, unlike Catherine, uh, those of us that don't get out and have a chance to storm chase on a regular basis, uh, it's it's a really neat app where you can pick up, uh, you look up what state, and then you look at the county, and you can pick up a lot of the uh, county uh, sheriff police radio. You can pick up a lot of city police radios. So if you see a storm uh, out in the uh, plains somewhere in Kansas, uh, what I like doing at times, uh, if I have the time, is I'll pull up, obviously, pull up the radar, take a look at the radar. But then in the background, you can play the police scanner uh, where you can hear. The chatter of what's going on, where they're reporting where they're seeing damage where where they're following the tornado that kind of stuff it's kinda of neat to hear real time uh what's going on and that is a you can get it as a free app, but you can also get the pro version uh, I just looked today it was three dollars and ninety nine cents the pro version just has even more um scanners police scanners that you can pick up and listen to but it's a great thing for our armchair chasers
3: what's the link for that again
1: uh i don't have a link necessarily again we'll throw it on the show notes on our website okay. but uh, it's called 505-0 radio police scanner awesome let's
2: mm, that's go cool. Cool. That's cool.
1: Yeah.
6: Good stuff.
1: All right. So, yeah, we'll post all that on our website, uh, stormfrontfreaks.com. We'll put that in the show notes, all those links. So feel free to take a look at that, and we'll put all those resources there for you. Uh, I'm going to finish with some uh, listener questions and responses over the last couple weeks. Uh, This first one from Joseph K. Uh, He sent out a tweet. He said, I'm behind in episodes. Has Stormfront Freaks discussed the Waffle House Index? And he was referring to Waffle Houses that were closing in Florida during Hurricane Matthew. And the fact that Waffle House is usually one of the last to close during severe weather events. (laughs) And so apparently it's a good way to track how severe the storm is really going (laughs) to be if you track which Waffle Houses are closing.
6: Oh, yeah. It's it's it is legit, and for <laughs> Dina and myself, uh, Georgia has the most Waffle Houses
2: per <laughs> or whatever. I so Waffle they're
6: House. they're everywhere. Yeah, I love them.
2: The first I time I them. ever went here is when I came to visit Atlanta before I took this job. I'm like, what is Waffle House? And then they offered me grits. I'm like, the love. Of Don't ever
4: get the steak. Don't ever get the steak. Warning! Oh, really? I got, I got the steak a couple times, and I almost died with. With several cases of food poisoning, so
3: don't oh, wow. ever get this.
2: St- okay.
3: okay. I don't know who sells the no, most I- steaks out of any restaurant in the United States. Waffle House.
2: Really? They probably what? throw
0: yeah. away
4: the most steaks. Yeah. Wait,
3: they sell the most? They sell the most. Yeah.
4: There been like fatalities. Like I don't understand well, that.
3: It's just you. You attract it. There goes our Waffle
1: House <laughs> sponsorship. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> All right. All right. And it. then the second, the second was uh, Clayton Stiver who you guys know is a former guest of ours, Uh, he sent us a tweet, uh, said, hey, it was glad to see another Central Virginia TV meteorologist made it on the show. And he was referring to uh, our guest, Aubrey Urbanowitz, who was on with us. I think it was like episode 10. Um, uh, She was on. So uh, it was nice to see uh, Clayton. Still following us after all these years. Thanks, so these One years, big
6: One big years,
1: family. Feel the love. Uh-huh. All right. Love it. So that does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. We want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the show, uh, we want you to tell a friend and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, but also, if you didn't like the show, then just go ahead and tell us. Uh, but give us a review anyway. Hey, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, tell,
4: yeah, keep it to yourself
2: or
3: just, just tell,
1: tell Phil. have tell, tell us if you didn't like it. Uh, we want to answer your questions or discuss your comments like the Waffle House Index on our future shows. So feel free to send us your thoughts to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or send a message on Twitter or Facebook. All you have to do is just search Stormfront Freaks. Uh, special thanks to our awesome guest, John Belsky. And so for Brady and Maz and Dina and Catherine, I'm signaling the all clear and we'll catch you next time.
0: Good luck, Brady.
2: Bye. Bye Tomorrow.
0: Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at ZoomRadar.com. Providing interactive weather content for web, mobile, and digital displays at cost-effective prices, ZoomRadar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.